you are listening to OWC Radio, episode number 62, not your nice list. Hello everyone and welcome again to another episode of OWC Radio. This is episode number 62 and around the table are the usual suspects as I call them, OWC Chris and OWC Mike H. I'm your host, OWC Grant. And diving right in, when is an iPad not an iPad? When it's in China. So, what do you guys think that there's a Taiwanese-owned company that says it owns the rights to the trademark iPad in China? And the court ruled it. They do. But, see, the thing is is that it's a... The Chinese court ruled. Right. Do, not but it's, American But court. it's a separate company because there's ProView Technology and then it's ProView Electronics. And in 2006, ProView Electronics sold Apple the use of the iPad name. But whether or not that deal includes China is another story. And then ProView Technology says it owns, because it owns ProView Electronics, the rights, and they never agreed to it. But what the hell do they make anyway? Aside from the name, like some electri- electrical components. I mean, nothing that even you know in it's trademark a case of law. Them just being dicks. <laughs> well, yeah. I think they're just trolling, but it's it's kind of funny in a in a country that uh, is known to you know not abide by any intellectual property rules or laws, regulations, just outright steals and reverse engineers technology to have this happen to uh, Apple like this. Yeah. No, it's it's unfortunate there's such a big market because I would just love for Apple to say, oh, we can't sell it under its proper name. Bye. Fine, you don't get one. Well, that's the thing. Well, one billion dollars is yeah. what ProView 16% wants. Sixteen percent of Apple's sales overall yeah. is China. Right. So and it's gonna, an emerging market, so it's it's going yes. to get larger. And so ProView is probably no. sitting there saying, well, you know what, we we could we can play with this and see how much they're willing to give us as mm-hmm. some sort of toll or tariff. Right. The thing is, they want $1.5 billion in compensation. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually pull-outable money. You just, you just go, no, we didn't make that much profit on you. We're out. They make money hand over fist. So what's sad is it'll likely just be settled for something and probably like $500 million or... See, this is where, and I'm Apple, and I hope if anyone's listening to this, I want you to send this to Apple to make sure that they do one of these because no one should have to bend over. I mean, they really yep. shouldn't. And so here's two ideas for Apple to take to where these people get zero, because they should get zero. They're leeches. Mm-hmm. And so here's one. Let's face it. Everyone knows the iPad name. All they have to do is create a special edition version of the iPad, no name on the box, and just call it Apple's special edition and have a picture of it on there. They, the ProView can't right. do anything about it. it and it, then add something, like make it the, yeah, yeah make, make, you know, do something like some sort of anti-glare. Just do something that's special on it so everyone... They took the, iPad off the back. That's special. The tablet's so special, it doesn't even need a name. There you go. Well, that solves it going forward, but they want it for copyright infringement. Well, that's which, true, I yeah. suppose. So... I would delay and delay and delay and delay and dollar down, dollar a month. Okay, whatever. well, then then, <laughs> to, then to preempt that copyright infringement, yeah. one can't sue itself. Mm, buy them. What, exactly. Yeah. All they need to get is 51% of the share. They're the majority shareholder. If Bam. it's a public company. Yeah, if it's, if it's publicly traded. I believe they are. Oh, okay. I believe they are. Yeah. Yeah, Apple's got plenty. Of, I mean... It's funny that a company yeah, wants what are they to do sending? this. Fifty-five billion. Was oh the no, they're at seventy to ninety now. Oh wow, okay. They keep on adding because their success every year nice. keeps on just adding billions to them. You they're, know, they're they're creating money over what it costs for them to work. So I mean, come on, their profit margins are woo. 
I mean, we, we, we take Apple to task when we should, but I, I think it would be unanimous here. We want Apple to kick their ass, mm -hmm. and I'm not even going to... I'm not going to PC that. That's just what it is. So whatever Apple has to do, they should do it. Yeah. I don't know what the Chinese courts are totally like because, I mean, the U.S. courts, you can just delay and delay. It's like, yeah, we'll see your settlement in yeah. 10 years yeah. and then see what works out and whatever. And eh, troll. Learn about all the latest products by joining our thousands of fans on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash OWC We're going to introduce a new segment here on the OWC radio show. It's going to be kind of when there's two topics that are related to one another, and this is going to be the dumb and dumber segment. The dumb is that there are groups accusing Siri of being pro-life and that everything that they're doing is that uh, it won't give useful answers to requests for information about birth control and pregnancy-related issues. So, like, if you ask a question about birth control, abortions, unwanted pregnancy, it either draws a blank or it refers women to pregnancy crisis centers. And, of course, uh, the ACLU is onto this, the NARAL Pro-Choice America Foundation. What do you guys, <laughs> with caution, think? It's falling under the category of everybody wants to be a victim. Hmm. If he asked about that and they'd put up, you would know, say, unwanted pregnancy, and the first thing they put up were abortion clinics, then the pro-lifers will go, oh, well, it's pro-choice, it's not pro-life. You know, so it's just basically people wanting to be victims. Okay. Well, I had a kind of a different take. I mean, the further you go up in American politics, you get older people. And these older <laughs> people don't know how to use the Internet worth a darn. They, they say, like, oh, I went to the Internet the other day. Weird nomenclature like that. You went there? Where'd you park? Was, was your car safe? You know, they so just cool. don't then know I'm, about then the I'm Internet. young, then, because You're we young. all know that I'm We're kind talking, of a codger. So. I mean, I'm not saying everybody doesn't know how to use the Internet at a certain age group, because, I mean, the senior citizens community, they're competing with teens on adopting the Internet and using it. Well, that's cool. We've irritated the Chinese yeah, and now older everybody. people. So. But this doesn't pass the smell test. These people just don't know how the Internet works. I searched for it using Siri. I found abortion clinics. Wow, okay. Why? Well, I don't know. Series about local search. Right. So they're going to find stuff that's local to your area and who's winning the search engine war in your local area. So maybe the pro-life groups in your area are winning the search engine war. And in my area, they're not. Well, and on that point, you know, from when I looked into it, Yelp is Siri search engine. Mm -hmm. And you actually can get information. It just depends on how it's classified. Like, for instance, abortion clinics are listed as Planned Parenthood, and they show up in medical center, center but category that's with the under the searches. Right. That's with, a, that's with a typewritten search, with Siri you're speaking. Right. So you go, where can I get an abortion? Which was the question I asked Siri. Okay. And it came up with abortion clinics first, and I had to scroll down to find anything else that was like just like a parenthood type thing where right. maybe there's an alternate. So it, when you're talking about local delivered search to wherever you're at in the country or whatever country you're in, it just matters on who's winning the search engine war. Well, you know, it's Apple, how the internet works. Yeah, I mean, Apple is saying that this is that it's because Siri's in beta status and it's not a sign of censorship of sensitive topics. And one of the creators of Siri technology, his name is Norman Winarski, and I guess they acquired or Apple acquired them. That's yeah. how that that's how yeah. they got Siri in the uh, first place. That it, that he says that just the Siri uses a variety of data sources to provide responses to users' queries. Yeah, and, based on a local yeah, and, based yeah. on a local search. However, um, I do have to say somehow I've got a feeling that old people who don't know how to use the internet aren't looking up Planned Parenthood. No, I I, I specifically uh, well, was, they are, I was man, specifically, more power to I was them. specifically targeting 
government workers who are of that age because some reason oh, they get a little dumber when they get up there. The politicians <laughs> and everything. They might have an mm-hmm. iPhone. What you doing? <laughs> Come on. Just know how it works. But, I mean, you got to give it on to these guys. Pol- pol- politicians and political groups will always try to leech on to a popular subject to get their messaging out. So they might just be leeching on as well. So verdict, dumb. 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 But I'm dumb. I had a friend buy a 16 gigabyte RAM upgrade and a hard drive SSD combo on his iMac from Apple. I showed him OWC, then slapped him in the mouth. And now on to the dumber part. North Carolina locals are questioning the benefits of Apple's 1 billion server farm. And this, uh, they've put a data center in Maiden, North Carolina, and local residents say it's a disappointing development because it's just brought only 50 full-time jobs to the area. And one person is quoted as saying, Apple really doesn't mean a thing to this town. And that another comment was, really, furniture is the only thing I know. Those data jobs aren't for us. Boy, if I ever served up a softball, here's one for you to hit. Well, okay. If all you know is to make furniture, of course a data job isn't going to be for you. I, I don't know that anyone would, I mean, there's got to be a local community college or something where, I mean, they champion retraining, perhaps, and jobs for the 20, what, what is this, the 21st century, or am I even a century behind now? I don't know, but all I know is is that furniture making probably kind of went out as a career maybe about 100 years ago. Maybe, no. okay. No, it's no. still a viable it was a viable career. <laughs> it's it's still a viable skill. Oh, it's a viable handmade, skill. Handmade yeah. furniture is still popular. It's just very However, expensive. However, you can't complain that you can't get a job doing one thing when your skill set is in another. Right. Uh, last time I looked at you know career builder or something like that, I just I didn't happen to see like the top searches coming up as furniture well, maker the, or the problem. The problem with having the furniture industry is late nineties. Actually, during the whole 90s, furniture making got farmed out to China. Right. Before computer jobs, because it's just cheaper to make over there. So a lot of major furniture makers, yeah. So who knows what level of furniture this guy can make. Right. You know, I mean, but, and, and I, don't, I don't mean to disparage him, because he's probably a craftsman, and he probably really does make some really nice furniture. I mean, let's face it, North Carolina is the hub of furniture making. I know Lane is down there, Bernhardt. But I mean... If you know that your job is being slowly eroded, you need to retrain. You need to get new skills or, in order to put food on the table. Or I mean, switch up what you're making so that way it's marketable. So maybe you're making the high-end furniture. Maybe you're making, like, uh, cabinets for somebody's home. But the home market's down, too, so these furniture people are struggling with that. When we get it in this economy, they're waiting. You can't wait for the job to come to you. You just can't. I mean, and they, they go back to, like, oh, only, it brought only 50 full-time jobs to this area. Well, that's a lot. It is, because the population is 3,400. Right. So by my calculations, and I mean, yes, I'm a marketer, so math gets fuzzy, but that's a 1% cut into their double-digit unemployment well, rate. So, I mean, who who else is going into a town and saying, we just cut your... Uh, I mean, well, let me help you out a little 50 more. 50 jobs. There. 50 people, right? Okay, let's say uh, half from half families. Right. You're so going, that, that's four, three, three to four people. That number just got inflated to 150. It's the spending in the local economy. Right. It's it's going to have a positive effect. And, and then the data got... job pays more, so they're spending more, and they have actually more leisure. Or and they're money. buying that high-end furniture. Right. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. So they employ other people. So, yeah, okay, you'd want more, but 
I'm sorry, but it's a data center. It's meant to run efficiently. And but I think the main problem here is the goes back to other complaints I've made in previous podcasts and whatnot. It's that sense of entitlement. Mm-hmm. Where, well, you're moving to my town. You should give me something. Right. Yeah, uh, that's the whole thing. Apple's not obligated to tr- yeah. to train anybody to. Uh, no, they they need their. Yeah, they need you know, to to work in the data center. They they need to hire people who have that skill set. If you don't have that skill set, you can't complain that you can't get that job. You either have to get said skill set or you have to look at another place. Well, also if this if this guy's out of work and he's a furniture maker and he's technically unemployed, I mean, someone's cleaning the floor in that data center. Maybe that- maybe if you're not qualified to be a janitor, that's fine. But some people are. If you're qualified enough to also be a janitor then what's wrong with that job i mean if i'm down there and i'm not making any money i'm going to go to that place i'm going to say what kind of jobs do you have what Mm -hmm. from top to bottom what can i do and can i do something today or if i go and get some training i mean you've got to be proactive people in this world you have to create your job sometime now the thing that he might be and and other residents might be irritated about is is that the North Carolina legislature did amend its corporate income tax law to help Apple out. Mm-hmm. Um, they get tax breaks of up to $46 million over the next 10 years. And yeah, how much are they pumping into it? Well, you know, th- that's it. But I mean, so I don't mind the tax break if they're pumping into it. Now, if they're, if some places, hell, heck, we're in Chicago. Yeah. Boeing was given, like, oh, you pay zero tax. Like, right. wait, 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 don't just come here and pay zero and give nothing. But then, of course, they're paying employees. Boeing has a lot of employees in Chicago. This is different. It's a. It's a satellite data center, so the employee count's not going to be huge. But one thing they're not taking into account, it took uh, a lot to build this data center. Yep. Did they complain about the construction jobs that occurred before that? Time? Well, that's it. There's there's like 250 indirect contracting jobs, too. So right. you're right, though. There was jobs before. There's going to be jobs later. They're going to expand this data center yep. even more, so there'll be more construction jobs. I mean, if you're a furniture maker, maybe you can be a construction worker, too. I mean, I've actually encountered people It's like, I wouldn't be a painter that's beneath me. And it's like, are you making any money? No. Why is it beneath you? Yep, exactly. Sorry. You know, my dad's a painter. It wouldn't be beneath me to be a painter. I can paint very well because I've helped him out in summer. There have been times where I've done that to, yeah. to earn a living. So, I mean, you Flippin know. Burgers is always lower or is or is never beneath uh, taking an unemployment check. Right. Well, well, some people it's not. When, and when it runs out, you have a choice, mm-hmm. starve or work. All so, right. bottom line, I think that folks ought to be a little more open-minded down there. And really, on this, on the tone of this, don't be dumb. Think. Go to the place. Find out what they can do. Find out what jobs you could retrain for. And, or you maybe know, just remarket to these people. There's yeah. 50 new households in there that you could remarket to your, your skills, wares, furniture making, yep. end tables, whatever. You might have to change your price a little bit, though, depending on what you're used to, especially in this market. Be creative. Mm-hmm. If you have a touchscreen device, and even if you don't, if you use ATMs, and you're in a cold climate, you either have two choices. Your hands either are cold or you get a pair of gloves that have limited capacity. And what I mean by that is is that's touch capacity. Well, we've got a solution for that. It's the new touch gloves. They're available in small, medium, large, and extra large. And the cool thing about these, every one of the fingers has conductivity so that you can actually type and that's the biggest thing is is that while sure you can do your pinch your scroll swipe whatever with you know your uh, index finger your thumb whatever if you actually wanted to do qwerty typing on an ipad now you can with the new touch gloves so maxsales.com has them on sale for 11.99 the msrp is normally 19.99 they're in a very attractive charcoal gray so pick up a pair keep your hands warm and continue working no matter where you're at
Well, we've had a lot of cool news on the show, and one topic that's been on our list of things to talk about, but we just never seem to have time until today's episode, cybernetic monkeys. So with that, I'm going to let OWC Chris take over. This was actually pretty cool. Basically, scientists have implanted electrodes into the motor and sensory areas of the brain of, of monkeys, and they're able to create a prosthetic hand that, they, that the monkeys control using their minds, and it... As far as the monkeys go, it, they, they think that it, it's their own hand grasping things. The, the, they vary the... Wait, did they chop the monkey's hand off? No. It, they just added a third hand? They just like added a third hand, or maybe they've ta- duct taped down the other hands or something like that. I don't know how <laughs> they... Duct taped rest- to an animal? That's not right. Uh, they, they've somehow restrained it. I didn't want to go into like, monkey bondage or anything like that. Maybe they the helmet thing like the hands it's, on the desk yes, or something. that's what it sounds yeah. like. But yes, basically, uh, they, 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 they're, they're, they're <laughs> seeing like this that. hand on the well, screen. Think about how rare it would be to find a monkey with one... One missing hand. That'd be hard. Yeah. So, anytime someone's got three or something, it's not a good story. I'm guessing they're they're like using <laughs> VR glasses or something. You know, they're putting these glasses on monkeys, which is kind of a funny thought too. But basically, they can vary the input into the sensory part of the brain so that there's uh, for different textures, and the monkeys are actually thinking that this is their own hand. So it, it's, it's still an early step, but I think there's a lot of really really fun. And interesting projects that they can be, they can offshoot from this. And scary, but fun. Well, well no, they're scary, but there's also, but there's also societal. Well, the first thing I thought of is, is 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 prosthesis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, that and the, the whole brain in a jar robot body, I think, is a is a very good option. I might elect for that. Haven't really been up on that topic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, brain in the jar. Brain in a jar robot body. What's he think? I think you shouldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, as robotics get better, I'm they, assuming brains in the jar would have an echo. <laughs> yes, but when Insert they ch- echo here, but and when they talk, the jar lights up. <laughs> yeah, well, like, like the whole Trek. sci-fi. Lost in space? Are we thinking kind of Star Trekish? Yeah. Okay, our minds are thinking yeah. this. Okay. Of course, but on the on the same side, we do have the possibility of cybernetic monkey soldiers. The military always does seem to find a way to get involved in these things. Either that, or there's just been too many sci-fi movies sci-fi that I've seen. Stuff, so. Yeah. But what's interesting is actually. That'd be one expensive. But you said, you know, you slowish. said though that this sounds like the beginnings for Doctor Octopus, and I'm trying to figure out what Doc you meant Oc- by like no, like cybernetic it. monkey soldiers and Doctor Octopus. Well, We're, because you have you're adding extra arms and limbs, possible, you know, combining. Spider-Man's Doc Ock. Yeah, Doctor Octopus. But but we haven't really affixed these hands and arms to anything. It just sounds like it's well, virtual where they can see it and so they feel it's virtual right via, now, but via you, their can, mind. you can expand that out then. Huh. If you do happen to duct tape it to your back eight <laughs> times, you could have a Doc Ock scenario. <laughs> what the hell's that guy got on his back? It isn't a piece of furniture. But he's holding my drinks. That's fine. I <laughs> <laughs> got eight of them right here. Beer, 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 beer. Or, sorry, water, 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 water. Or... <laughs> Who ordered the Zima? Who's got the high C? <laughs> Who ordered the high C? I don't know. I, I mean, yeah, I suppose cool. developments like this are. Did they cool. say what type of monkeys? No, they didn't. Because I mean, there's different sized animals out there. So like, you get like a little lemur with a little bitty hat, and he's got an extra hand that's well, the size vir- of him. Well, it's a <laughs> virtual know, hand, so all they're seeing it me. is. Could you say it to yourself? Get your hands off me, you damn dirty ape! <laughs> That'd be like, the first thing you would do. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I don't know. I I grew up. Uh, as you, some of you know, when Planet of the Apes came out, I mean, I was telling my kids when we first watched it, and they're 10 and 12, that there was lines around the movie theater to see this because it was so controversial and so mm-hmm. cool. And I, I just, be careful with science, man. I mean, I think it'll be great for human beings, but 
just make sure that you know there isn't an experiment somewhere that you don't goes see flipper around. with a hand nearby. <laughs> but on the on plus side, or thinking that it has razor sharp teeth and can shoot through your bolt hole, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. on, on the plus side, the monkeys in Planet of the Apes did not have robotic hands. Looking for the best deals on all your computer accessory needs? Join our mailing list and receive special offers created just for OWC subscribers at www.maxsales.com forward slash deals. All right, now I got like a little bit of a rant here, a little bit about Android. Surprise, being an iOS fan, but actually I'm a huge multi-touch fan. So like Kindle Fire, when that was coming out and looked really like it was going to be something, excited. Anything with touch, Microsoft Surface, excited. So, you know, when Google came out with, uh, well, they bought Android because it existed prior to iOS, but everyone thinks like, oh, that means it existed in touch format before iOS. No, iOS was a touch format. Before Android, Android is made for that whole menu system of phones. And so they've tacked on and tacked on. So in the news, a former, a former Google intern has explained why UI lag occurs more often in Android than iOS. And more often is an understatement of the year almost all the time compared to iOS. The, the trick on multi-touch is it has to respond in real time. If it doesn't, all of a sudden the computer feels like a computer again and the illusion's gone. So... He explains that it, it's because of this back end that's been tacked onto over time and that the priority for motion and all that is not pushed ahead into the operating system. So therefore, it either hiccups, doesn't do it, or does it like chunk, 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 chunk when it's trying to animate something smooth as butter. So they get into like all the chips and different stuff like that, and who cares? It's just about a matter of when the original iPhone came out, it could do it. You have an original iPhone that was made in 07, probably developed in 06 and 05, beating out all of current-day, new, brand-spanking-new, one-month-old Android phones. Well, right. It comes down to processing thread. The, the, right. the iOS uses a dedicated UI processing thread, whereas, from what I understand, Android processes like a traditional PC, so it's first in, first out. Right. So it's, 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 it's still not prioritizing big... correctly. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, and there was a, um, I think it was back in February, that, uh, there's something called Honeycomb. I think it's Android 3.0 Honeycomb. They got, called it. Yeah. That was supposed to, and it's the third iteration. The of, new one's out now, Ice Cream Sandwich. Yeah, and, and neither one are fixing it. And, in fact, um, I read um, this person that you're speaking about. I think it's, uh, is it Andrew uh, Munn or whoever the... the developer was he said that it will continue to lag there's no fix they, they, they can't they, fix they it. can't fix it unless, because unless. every every app will have to be rewritten well, unless they the offer legacy will, support yeah. for those and they won't and, right. the, and the entire os needs to be rewritten so how do you do a reset and keep your market share nope. so i mean i've always viewed android as like a gateway drug to the iphone yeah you get you get the you get to try it and go oh this is cool and if you like being the tweaker and the pc tweakers people that yeah. like that they'll like that environment because it's very you can tweak it. You can change it. You can da- you can download a lot of different apps. The app stores are kind of dodgy. Yeah, they're a little wild. So you can get some bad apps. It's that the, mess it's, up it's your the phone budget or, buy. If you yeah. only want to spend 199 bucks on a touchscreen device, well, the, okay. The, cool. the problem is, is it's no longer the budget buy because Apple came out in Verizon, AT and T. You still get the iPhone 3GS for a penny now on AT and T. The budget buy is now iPhone, but you will have certain people who just are anti-Apple for whatever reason they want to be, which is dumb, but. <laughs> They're anti-Apple. It's like, oh, it's, it's terrible because it's a closed system. Well, Google has said it, a closed system is going to work better. 
And so they're trying to get more to a closed system. But what, what Android's also fighting, it's uphill, is that market segmentation. Uh, I mean, Motorola and Sony Ericsson have just explained, have to explain why to customers they're not going to get updates. Hmm. It's known that it's a carrier-based product, so carriers are like, buy the phone, we won't give you an update at all, and then you're just going to update when you buy your next phone in two years. So when there's a security update to Android, unlike Apple, it's not farmed out to everybody right away. When Apple puts a security update out there, like when iOS 5 came out there, every of their devices that could support iOS 5 got those updates. And they still do security updates for the older ones. It's just they're not going to do iOS updates. Like the original iPhone can't go to 5. It couldn't okay. go to 4. But you still get security updates. They go out there carte blanche to everybody who has one, regardless of carrier. Android's the other way around. It's carrier-based, provider-based. So you got HTC's phone that was sold at Verizon, and then Samsung's phone, and then you got the multitudes of phones that are sold, and which ones can support what, all the different testing. So they have fragmentation, fragmentation, and then more fragmentation, and then no security updates. And then on top of all that fun stuff, Google CEO Schmidt is predicting that uh, developers will prioritize Android over iOS in six months. Yeah. So given all this knowledge, he knows this too. Is he wishing or is he just the head idiot in charge? Sounds like the Acer CEO that we've taken yeah. the task a few times in the past. That oh, that the iPad was just a fad. Yeah, See? and it's like, and the way he routes it is uh, or explains it is ultimately application vendors will be driven by volume. No, they'll be driven by money. Yeah, you know, and reliability and ease of putting it on the platform, not testing against eighty different phones to put your app out. Out of all the app developers out there, there's actually only one developer saying they make more on Android than well, they do on iOS. You know what, though? He's, he, what he's not taking into consideration is the court of public opinion. And if so, is that the picture of him? Yeah. Oh, boy. There you go. Uh, <laughs> Don't judge a book by its cover. Well, you could just tell. <laughs> you know, silver spoon in the mouth, never had to make an intelligent decision in his life. But the court of public opinion will decide that when they start using Android and it lags and they've experienced or have watched hmm? iOS work, they're going to be like, that sucks. Well, and the perfect gone. example of it is tablets. Yeah. You know, smartphones are one thing because someone has to do their contract, and they also were on Verizon. What iPhone wasn't on there, so their only option was Android. If you want a smartphone, Android's very viable. It's, it's, it was, it's what I would consider a good enough platform, but it's not the best of breed. And to get it to be best of breed, which it could be, this got to do this whole rewrite thing. I mean, it's pretty much a shame that Microsoft's kicking your butt in UI, but they can't, they can't do anything with market share on Microsoft's side. So there's a lot of uphill battles going for Android. Not that both can't coexist. Everyone seems to think either iPhone has to die or Android has to die. Well, there's Macs and PCs to this day. And right. back then, they thought that war was worth fighting back then. No, it's just different choice. But if you want the better multi-touch experience, it looks like it's going to be iOS for years coming unless you know, you're know you going to buy your Microsoft phone, which looks like it has a decent uh, multi-touch interface. If you have a touchscreen device and you really don't want to use your finger for input, we have a solution for you, and it's called the new Scribe Pen and Stylus. It's really a two-in-one product. You have a traditional pen, so if you have to actually write a Post-it note to yourself or sign a check, you have that. But the other end, business end, we should say, of the new Scribe is a soft rubber nib that lets you scroll and glide across touchscreen-sensitive devices without any kind of lag. It comes in two colors, silver for the men, pink for the ladies. It's on sale again at MaxSales.com for $10. It's normally $19.99 MSRP. So pick up a new Scribe today and see what you are missing with your touchscreen-sensitive device. Carrier IQ. Is it Big Brother watching? Is it paranoia? Is it a little bit of both? 
there's basically, if you don't know the term, it's data logging software known as Carrier IQ has been secretly discovered running on many mobile phones. In fact, there's about 150 million mobile devices out there on the market, including a number of handsets powered by none other than Google Android. And it's predominantly the uh, OS that's affected by this. iOS 5 isn't affected by this at all. Well, it doesn't run in Apple, so yeah. they don't. They, they can't, they, Apple used to do Carrier IQ, but at a different level. But but here's the here's the issue as as far as I know it's able to log extensive information including when the phones are turned on and off the contents of text messages they receive what websites are visited even location data yeah those are on some Android phones as far as anything that's typed yeah. at the te- the text written level uh, some of the Google Android phones had access to that level now naturally the folks at Carrier IQ are denying collecting text browsing histories but it, they do claim that it tracks dialer URLs entered and GPS locations. Mm-hmm. So you guys make it us. Well, to me, it reminds me of almost a little bit of that location gate thing that we had back in May, uh, where the iPhones were discovered to be saving all your information. Your last 50 locations something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. And constantly sending them to Apple for... Yeah. That'd be episode service. 55, if uh, for those of you listening who want to go back in the archives, we talked about it then. Um, Extensively. <laughs> yeah. It comes to no surprise that the telcos are... You, Collecting information on it, it, it does go back to Big Brother. If they're using the the extra information, and that's that's, and I'm glad you guys both brought that up because there's what Carrier IQ is saying. They're defining this as there's a big difference between recording information and collecting, and supposedly collecting isn't a bad thing to them because they're not doing anything with it. Right, they're using supposedly. It for service level um, monitoring, correct, so to speak. Now, however they take it, though, there is an uh, Android developer. His name is Trevor Eckert, and he has a 17-minute video showing how it definitely logs every key press, every text, even data from websites using security encryption, right. which um, that's the scary one to right. me. Well, on, and it was on his Android. Or, yeah. And on Android. I don't know if it was his Android device. But. So I watched that, and my mouth kind of dropped open, and I'm like, yeah. that's why I like paper and pen. Right. Call me old, but there are certain things that I do that I will not do. Now that was on iOS previous to iOS five right. for that, but it was Apple, also at a lower or it, uh, it didn't. It couldn't go to the text level because iOS right. is severely sandboxed, so it can't. It wasn't allowed to go to yeah, the text input it level. Didn't, didn't go. So it could tell where you're levels. at, probably who you're dialing, but who you're dialing doesn't matter because the phone company has those records, so it's just recording what they're already recording anyway. They can get it multiple different ways. So the carriers have always done that. They've recorded information to help with their service. And they know they can't ever get caught using it for anything bad because if they do, they owe some money and a lot of money. The problem is is with the collecting of information mm-hmm. isn't necessarily with the person that's collecting but it's the person who steals it. Right. right. Well, I mean, and if you go back and think about like um, File Vault came out in OS 10 and Steve Jobs out there and they had all this marketing materials like, yeah, and you know, no one can break the key at all and blah 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 and it came up, well, someone can break the key because the US government requires anybody making stuff like this to have a master key that's only shared with like them. So no matter how file vault you had, if the US government was investigating you, they can get into it. They can unlock your data. So it's the same way like with the phones. If there's a master key to get you in, to see in, to go in, look at whatever. If you're gonna think that way and everybody knew about it, I mean more people will probably go off grid. It's like, oh, you're going to know all my stuff. But it's like, if you're not going to do anything illegal, think about how boring it is to watch you. Okay, I'll be home at 6.15. Okay, cool tacos tonight. Awesome. Hey, oh, so it's kind of like Twitter. So, yeah. <laughs> so monitoring that times the millions of people who have it, it's like, yeah, they can't use it for illegal purposes, but 
it's also open so that way you can get in for investigation too. Yeah, in case you are doing up it. a good point. If you're not yeah. doing something illegal like, you know, stealing, robbing, killing, maiming, yeah. you know. Plotting the overthrow of yeah. small governments. I think you're probably I think you're probably okay that, you know, yeah. your, your fish tacos are uh, the big topic. Right. Yay. <laughs> Hey, you know, one, uh, likes you know, one interesting point, you know, I, I know that, you know, most people listening are probably Mac fans, but uh, I did find out that uh, the Windows phone doesn't use Carrier IQ at all. Mm-hmm. So I was like, hmm, score one for them to finally... Uh... Right, but the problem with the Windows phone is no one's using the phone at all. <laughs> <laughs> There's no target for that market. People making Carrier IQ is like, should we target Windows phone? <laughs> well, no, they got 80 people. So okay. they're not going to do it. When Bomber knocks on our door because he's got a lot of customers, maybe we'll talk with him. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> Have a question about something discussed or looking for the links referenced in this episode? Visit the OWC blog at blog.maxsales.com for the links or to leave a public comment. Hey, Chris, wake up. Come on, get out of your coma. This is big news. Apple is considered by some to be the most undervalued large cap stock in America. So what do you guys think? I could see it. Okay, will someone wake up, Chris? <laughs> hey, regardless of whether you want to actually review this or not, but uh, yeah, they have a low, really low P&E ratio, yeah. but their stock price is so high. That's what I'm saying, and they don't pay a dividend, so it's like, okay, you know, you can take... And they take... make gobs and gobs and gobs of money, and they keep making more, and people go, well, it's still worth the same amount. It's like, but they keep making more. Yes, great, and I would like to help them make more, yeah. but when do I get mine then? Yeah. Is what I'm saying. So either pay me a dividend, or, you know, is the stock price going to go up to, you know, five or 600 I Last time I checked, and this was like uh, about three or four months ago, all the analysts were saying by 2012 it was going to be 5 500. I don't see any growth towards but, 500, well, so how is it undervalued? Yeah, once stocks get to a certain rate, people just start buying them because I could buy one. I could buy three. Well, what? Yeah, I what know. do you I've, get per I've, thousand? I've done the math, and I'm like, you know, honey, we could buy 10 shares of Apple. Yeah, and it's like, like wee. And you're like, yeah, I got 10. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But what's, what's funny is I love, like, Apple totally took off, like, around the yeah, iPod took off, but people really were studying its stock even more. Now you got tons of all these people studying stocks. They don't account for the 05, I think it was 05 or 06. They split the stock because they thought 90 was too high of a price for the stock. It's 360 to 390 now, fluctuating. What would you cut it in for? See, now that's what I'd like to know. Hit us at podcast at maxsales.com. And if you've heard any rumors about a split, then I'd really be interested in buying now. So I got two for one. Right. And so that that was huge because Apple Apple split. They were at ninety, and then they went down to forty five. Which apparently none of the analysts go back in history and record. They say, "Well, Apple jumped from here to here in a little chart." I'm like, well, here was a split. Yeah. So whatever you had, got you got double the stock. So now you have two. And now they're worth ninety. Yep. And now they're worth this. And now they're worth that. So you had you broke off at that point in 02. They don't abide by the split at all, and their long term, decade long numbers is like, wait, split occurred here, dumbasses. So and these guys actually get paid to be analysts. I don't. Huh. Go figure. <laughs> <laughs> but what would they cut it to? I mean, if you if you do a four way split, it, does it devalue the stock so much, or dilute the stock so much because there's so much out there? I don't I don't know. And Apple's in the business of making money; they're making money without being invested into. Now. True. What's in it for them? Yeah. To cut it, so they'll get more investors. They don't need more money. Well, is it's it kind of weird that you would say that though. They don't. 
or that I would say that. They don't need more money, but they always want more. But they, they have so much gobs, they don't know what to do with it. They got How many overseas money they got? They got to try to bring somewhere, move around. It's hard to do that. They got billion. I think half their money is overseas or more. No, you really hit a good point there because really, I mean, other than being maybe perhaps something, you know, altruistic where you can say, help your children, you know, in their future and we're going to, you know, mm-hmm. do this split and then eventually, you know, I mean, we might not see it in our lifetimes, but, you know, our children might see it to where if you bought stock today at some point with splits and whatever, they'd actually have a nice little nest egg. But yeah, they, they, they don't need the cash. They, they probably don't. I mean, what's wrong with being the gold standard of that stock doesn't move? That used to be what you'd buy IBM for that back in the day, right? But you got dividends. Yeah. That's the difference. And I I would invest heavily in this. I mean, with with the cash flow they have and the P-E ratio, I would put a lot into this if they were paying a really nice dividend. Uh, Let's let's face it, 4 or 5%. Uh, if they were paying that kind of dividend, holy cow! You want to talk about what they'd have in cash? Then yeah. every every retiree would pour their funds into this if it was yeah. a guaranteed dividend like if that. I mean, a, there's but no guarantee, if but they were available. I mean, the stock's selling whatever, but it's just if you do dividends, everybody's gonna hold on and lock. Yeah, they're gonna have to split to get it open. What's funny is it's all perception too. That that's investing anyway. They see the price. They go, the price is worth that. That's how much I'm gonna pay. I mean, look at Microsoft. They make money hand over fist still. This the perception is well, and the truth that they don't innovate. You know, Windows eight, Windows seven just says eight now. <laughs> Come on. So, but they're still making money hand over fist. Cause, I'm a PC. Yeah, because tons of people still use the Microsoft product. What they're like twenty five, thirty, something like yeah, that. Yeah. You know, Microsoft's been dirt cheap, and they they were at sixty five, I think peak or seventy five in the late nineties. Ooh, so a contrarian move. If you think that they might ever, at some point in your lifetime or your children's lifetime, have an innovative idea, now's the time to buy Microsoft. Or once people realize they're going to be around for a while. None, of these, con- none of these comments constitute a decision to buy. A- consult your financial advisor. <laughs> and upfront disclosure, I do not own Apple stock anymore. Huh. I likely do, probably in a mutual fund of some sort. All right. If you're like most people, you have a variety of devices in your house that are USB chargeable. And until now, your only option was to have a bunch of ugly wall warts sitting on your outlet. Well, with the power to you, it's a dual outlet, dual USB in-wall solution. It's the first home-safe, fully UL-listed in-wall solution for charging your USB devices. Works really cool, just like USB charging. You take your USB connector end, slide up the little safety shutter, and safety shutter actually shuts the power off when you're not using a USB device. Just plug in your USB cable, and bam, you're charging. You can also have two traditional three-prong AC uh, plug-in type products charging as well through their power adapters, or you're running a computer via the uh, power adapter. The power to you really becomes the centralized charging hub of your home. It really also adds some really cool kind of geek factor to a wall. People walk by and they see it, they're like, whoa, what's that? You know, it's not, again, something that you just plug into an outlet and kind of hangs there. It really kind of modernizes your wall. It's really the modern way of charging all of your computers, mobile devices, whatever you may have in your house. Power to you is on sale at maxsales.com for twenty nine ninety five, or it's an instant rebate if you buy two or more. It becomes twenty four ninety five. The MSRP is normally thirty nine ninety five. So make sure you grab these. They make great uh, gifts to yourself, to others, whoever has a lot of different devices. This is what you're going to want to put in their home. And now for something really, really exciting. Where all the best robots come from, of course, is Japan. They've got a tele existence robot. Asimo. 
Well, Ibo before Asimo. Really? Ibo was the robot dog. Oh, I saw Asimo. It's cool. I thought Ibo was the dog. Ibo was the dog. Asimo was the little walking. You human said lion. duck. I said dog. I thought you said I kind of heard duck too, and then you made sorry. Like a duck noise. I mumbled. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. It's a dog. <laughs> G. <laughs> we apologize for blowing the speakers out of your rear deck if you have that kind of car. Yo, it's a dog, G. Oh. Anyway, um, he said it with such enthusiasm and panache. It was like I was panache. there. Wow, uh, <laughs> this is the big word segment. Panache. And, anyway, anyway these these really guys have about. now made this uh, robot called the Telesar Five. It can deliver remote experience to its operator. It uh, transmits sight, sound, and touch data using a series of sensors and a 3D head-mounted display. <laughs> Okay, mm. so basically the oper- I like where this is going. The operator wears a 3D display helmet, and it shows the the robot's field of view. <laughs> What's it shaped like? It, the head, uh, the helmet. <laughs> yeah. I'm guessing like glasses, and then okay. it's got uh, headphones for what it can hear, and it's got the little touch sensitive jets. What? Jets Let's for, go back to that. Well, the <laughs> okay. it, 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 you can actually feel the shape and temperature of objects. Uh, so it's probably using like little tiny jets of air or this one's too hot. Surface <laughs> thing. just right. <laughs> this one's too cold. Basically, though, what it's doing is transmitting uh, the touch data. You know, there's sensors on the robot, and the robot's transferring that, and they've got something on the other end that. They have a heating a element or a cooling element, right. some gloves or something or other. Right. Okay, so you experience what the robot's experiencing. Right. Kind now, of. if you t- tie this in with the robotic brains or robotic monkey brains that we were talking about, you got earlier, a universal soldier. Uh, so now, all of a sudden, What's you the can, prosthesis. You, you prosthesis? can take <laughs> whatever. <laughs> you can Pro- t- prosthesis. Can I talk, please? <laughs> I'm too uh, excited about monkeys with hands and robots. Well, see, now we, now you take the, the oh, robot. You'd stick, you'd stick the, with the, the monkey, monkey, wouldn't you? The monkey brain <laughs> with with all the sensors and stuff put in there. And now, now to all the stuff that's going into the sensors is now coming from this robot. Now, all of a sudden, now you've got these full-on monkey soldiers. Or just really different websites. <laughs> that's about all I want to say. You can use your imagination. The kind that you don't get to surf for free. I guess. Huh. The, the kind that you're looking at on your phone? <laughs> Never. I'm thinking, okay, so like you have, you know, this would be really cool from you remote surgery, which, yeah. which I did, to yeah. space exploration to bomb disposal. Yeah. So what yeah. I'm wondering is, do you get to experience the touch and perhaps even pain that the robot gets when he's blown? So when he <laughs> well, I'm guessing... <laughs> I'm guessing it's when hot. it blows up, the, the feed's cut, so I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that that's, that's happening here. You die, like, in your suit. Oh, my God, it's hot in here! Because, wait, there, there was a movie. Didn't, didn't like, you felt what... That, that was The Matrix. You died in The Matrix. You no, no. It, okay, I can remember The Matrix. Hello. <laughs> well, uh, no, you... You, you, you it asked. Was, it was something where you, you experienced, like, if you failed, then or, or whatever happened, like, you felt their pain or whatever. <laughs> what movie am I thinking of? Do you guys know? I mean, no. Okay. No, right. no. Is it recent? Are you having trouble Thank remembering you. a recent Thank movie? Thank you. No, it wasn't Westworld with uh, Yul Brenner back in the 70s. Thank you. <laughs> cool movie, by the way. I've never seen never it. Seen oh, movie. it rocks. Uh, okay. Metropolis. Are you having trouble thinking back to your earlier year? No, there was... <laughs> For those film buffs, you're laughing right now because Grant's only 45. Someone out there probably knows it. It was like when, when whatever your avatar, whatever f- failed or whatever, and it wasn't Avatar. You don't um, remember Avatar? Just... <laughs> oh, brother. <laughs> getting bad in here whatever so x movie had what point you want to bring up 
that what would be I, I don't know if they'd ever go to this point that you would feel the same thing that like you know if if like they got like shocked for instance or like for instance for remote surgery I, I whoa you know I've not done remote surgery but I mean I'm thinking that you you know yeah, just put you've never body. done remote surgery oh man it's a blast I mean, the scalpel comes in <laughs> yeah I mean I just uh oh I, I think know. I should run it sounds interesting I suppose it, it you know it'll have appropriate applications again. yeah just cybernetic monkey brains. Wow. It doesn't get um, doesn't become bad. It doesn't become deviated. It will. <laughs> oh, there's always deviancy. Yeah, and everything. You've been listening to OWC Radio, the official podcast of Otherworld Computing. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at podcast at maxsales.com and we'd be happy to share your comments and contributions on an upcoming episode. Thanks again for listening, and we look forward to hearing from you.